0: Hey, um, you guys, it's the end of the year. Can you believe this? And how can we go through the end of the year without bringing these out again? You guys, I want these to live forever. Can we just all do this? If you don't know, um, last January, it's now been a year, we had a legacy night in which we celebrated our founding pastors Uh, this is Dave, this one's Mark, and uh, as they semi-retire, and I say semi-retire because they still like to boss me around. So um, I want to tell you something about these. Can you believe it's been a year since we had this night? It's incredible how fast time flies. But these paddles don't just mark a year since Mark and Dave have, have stepped down. Something else has been happening with one year with these paddles, you guys. Someone out there in the audience has been putting these on my mom and dad's yard two to three times a week for one year. <laughs> That's right. My mom and dad will come home. We don't know who this person is. will come home and they will see one of these in their yard. Look, a picture right here of my dad for all of his neighbors to see when he was, I have no idea how old this is. Could be 100, could be 20. I don't know. Can't tell. Just standing there three times a week And it has been hilarious as I watch my dad aggressively accuse some of you out there. It's funny because people have been telling me, yeah, he accused me of it too. So anyway, uh, uh, this Christmas, my dad comes out, it's Christmas Eve, he comes out to turn off his Christmas lights, and there's a box, a Christmas box. Someone had given him a Christmas present, he's like, it says Pastor Markoff, and he's like, that's... That's so nice. That's so thoughtful. And he p- pulls it in and he, and he brings it in. And he's like, honey, look. And they open it up and it's one of these. <laughs> and it says, from your lawn bandit. <laughs> anyway, whoever you are, I want to be friends with you. You bring joy to my heart. Um, it also, you know, this, this also marks a year since I took over as lead pastor and Mike is teaching pastor. And, and we don't have paddles to, you know, celebrate or remember our time. But we do have something. Both Mike and I do. We have an, an incredible amount of new and unwanted gray hair that has taken residence on our heads. We were once muy wapo, <laughs> no mas. And um, it, it's funny to think about this entire year and how fast everything has moved and, and how quickly things have, have happened and everything that we've done this year. And so we actually have a video just recapping this year. You guys wanna see a recap of 2023? All right, let's show that video. back. I really want those pictures to just be iconic forever, okay? (laughs) Little did they know when they took these pictures (laughs) that they would come back and haunt them. Okay, you guys, it has been a year, not just for Foothills, but for all of us. When we move into 2024, it's one year done, and the next begins. It's one year of new resolutions that will be kept or quit. It's one, uh, we get to start over. Tonight we're going to celebrate New Year's, and and some of us are going to celebrate the successes of this past year, and some of us are going to celebrate the fact that this year's over and we get to start off new. But did you guys know that in the Bible, there is no celebration of New Year's at all? There's no festival. There's there's nothing to celebrate the new year. They didn't actually care for the new year. They didn't treat it like we do, and there's a, a reason for that. And that's because the Bible doesn't look as time, at time like we do. I want to read to you what the, uh, the Bible says about time. The Bible thinks of time in two different ways. One word is the Greek word chronos, and the other word is the Greek word kairos. And, and both mean time, but they mean two separate things. Chronos right here, it's, uh, you guys, we know that word. Chronos is the Greek titan. We've heard of him. Chronos means a quantitative time. It, 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 it comes from that same word that chronology comes from. It's just, it's just a, a, a minute by minute, second by second, year by year, hour by hour, regular set of times. Chronos, time is the fact that this service is an hour and a half long. Chronos is the fact that you, your alarm clock wakes you up at 5.30. Chronos is, is the clock that we have sitting on, in our living room that ticks away the seconds but the Bible doesn't talk about chronos as often as, as it does this next word. Let's get up the word kairos. Kairos is a different set of time. Kairos is different, it's an opportune time, an appointed time. Kairos is a period of time determined by God for a purpose. It's not measured in minutes, it's measured by moments. It's God, it's, it's, it's this idea that time is the great stage that God is fulfilling his plan and his purpose. It's, it's that time is the great canvas in which he's painting this picture that, that all of us get to play a part in and a part of as we move to, to the end of times. Kairos is the idea that we don't live one second at a time, we live by moments. It's, it's those moments like when you're woken up in the middle of the night and, and you just start praying for someone. You guys ever had that? It's those Kairos moments. It's, it's the fact that this service isn't just an hour and a half long, but that this service is ripe. It's ripe with a time where we get to meet with the Lord. It's different. You guys see what I'm saying? It is, um, I, the best way I can explain it is this, is that is it, it's those times where God places us in specific areas at specific times for his specific plans. And, and I, I had this happen to me, um, uh, the, best way, the best illustration is uh, three years ago, we were at a dad's kayak trip. At Foothills, we do this dad's kayak trip where a bunch of us dads will take one of our kids. And we, we set off at the Hoover Dam and we kayak down the river and camp on the river, it's a blast. And this one year, we, we, what we do is we go out there, we stay in a hotel, cause we gotta be on the river at 6 a.m. And this one year, three years ago, we're driving down there and there was a flood at the hotel. So the hotel that we were reserved at uh, called my assistant and rerouted us to a different hotel. So we go to this, this other, not as nice, junky in a bad area town hotel. How many of you guys are happy about that, right? And we're there and, and we make the most of it. It's no problem, we're only there for one night. And while we're there, we hang out and it's getting late and I tell my son Josiah, he's with me, hey, let's go to bed, we gotta be up at five in the morning. So we went to bed and we watch a movie as we go to bed. I usually do that at a hotel room and it's like a dad thing with them. And it's 11 o'clock at night. I mean, you guys know you're supposed to be asleep at 11 o'clock at night, right? And the movie's ending and my eyes, like I I don't even think I'm watching the movie anymore. And then all of a sudden, bam, bam, bam on our door. And I look at my son and I say, just pretend you're asleep, maybe it'll go away, <laughs> right? <laughs> How many of you guys are like happy with the person that knocks on your door at 11 at night? That person should be taken out back, and anyway. Um, and, and sure enough, wham, 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 it happens again and I'm realizing, okay, this, I can't just ignore this anymore. So I walk up and I, and I open the door and, and I'm not gonna tell you who it was, but there was Jason Kramer, okay? <laughs> Right, Jason Kramer, 11 o'clock at night, banging on my door. And he says, Neil, and my eyes are like adjusting to the light. Like I'm, I was really near being asleep. And, and he goes, um, hey, uh, listen, we need you. Uh, there's this guy down at the pool and, um, and he wants prayer. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like go with the blessing of the Lord, my child. Like go and pray for him. Why are you waking me up? It's 11, right? And, and he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, He he doesn't just want prayer, he, uh, look I think he's gonna give his life to the Lord. And in that moment I realized, I was not in the Kronos time zone. This was the Kairos time zone. Kronos is a quantitative time. Kronos time zone was 11 p.m. and I wanted to go to bed. But it was Kairos time zone that I had just entered. It's those moments where God uses those moments where you enter into part of the painting that he is drawing us to. And so I turn to my son. I say, hey, bud, uh, I'll be back in a little bit. Just hang out here. And I love my son's response. He's like, yeah, right. I want to be a part of this. (laughs) So we both get dressed. We go down, and, and it's just interesting. God rerouted us to a different hotel. He let the pool stay open till 11. That's not supposed to happen. And here we were with this guy, because this guy had a Kronos moment. And we've talked with him, and he's just weeping under the power of God, and he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior, isn't that amazing? And yeah. And that was just as much a Kairos moment for him as it was for me, as it was for my son. That is what it's different when we 2024, you have a chance to take yourself out of the Kronos time zone. The Kronos time zone that just fills our calendars with just stuff, that just fills our time with stuff that doesn't have the eternal measure that the Kairos time zone does. How have you lived your life? How have you spent your time for 2023? You know, time is important. Time is it's more than just counting how many weeks until your next vacation, you know that? Time is more than just trying to get through your nine to five as fast as possible so you can get to the, week, the weekend. Time is an important thing and many of us look at time the wrong way. Time is not just 365 days this next year. Your 2024 can be more than 6,780 hours. It can be more than 525,000 minutes, and I did the math, 31 million seconds. It can be more than that. It can be a time where you enter into the Spirit's leading. It can be a time where you enter into that canvas, that great stage that God is doing things. God sees time differently than we do. And if you, for this next year, wanna get out of the Kronos time zone and enter into the Kairos time zone, you are gonna find wholeness. You're gonna find peace. You're gonna find more time. It's amazing what happens when we move into this time. zone so now I want to look at Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 17. And this is gonna be our main passage for the rest of this morning. Um, we are going to look and we are gonna see three things that God shows us through this passage on how to stay and live inside of that kairos time, how to push aside the Kronos time and live in the fullness of what God has for us right now. You guys ready to read this? And, and you can read it up on the screen, you can open up your Bibles, because we're gonna camp out there for a while, keep going back to it, or you can open up your app, your Foothills app, will have all of my notes on, and you can follow along really easy. It says this, Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 17 say, therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is this, this passage that we're going to hold on to. Now the first part of the passage is where we find our first command in living in the Kairos moment. It says, "Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise." Our first calling, our first directive to live in the Kairos, is that we need to be wise with our time. How many of you guys know that time is actually going somewhere? The world doesn't see time as going anywhere. It just sees time as a wheel that will just continuously roll. But we understand that time is going somewhere, that there is a great plan and a purpose that is involved with our time here on this earth. It's the stage where God reveals himself to us, isn't it? That that time is the arena for opportunity. And the greatest tragedy that we can get in is when we stop or when we start wasting time. there's a great tragedy. There's this clock in, um, on Amazon. It's called, the, it's called the Death Clock. And what a horrible name for a clock, right? And what it does, it's interesting, it takes uh, your age and it might, if you're a man, it says you're only gonna live to 75. If you're a woman, you get to live to 80 because it's a sexist clock, <laughs> go figure. And it takes all of the days you have between your age And that, and and 75 or 80, and it gives you a number. My number, I have 12,410 days left to live. And I get the idea with this clock. I I understand what they're trying to do. They're they're trying to show you that um, you've got, you, you know, you need to make goals, you need to make plans because this is all you have. But that's not being wise with time. And here's the reason why. What is the big problem with that clock? A lot of us, no, not one of us have been promised to live 75 years. Has God told any of you guys to live 75 years? No, right? And some of you guys are like, oh no, I'm in the negatives, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, the truth is with this, with this clock, the problem is that we are not promised how many days we're gonna have. We are not given an amount. In fact, the Bible tells us the exact opposite. The Bible says you will not be promised tomorrow. So live today the right way. That's what the Bible says. We need to be wise with time. Time is disappearing. Time is going somewhere. Our time on this earth is very limited, and that means it is very valuable. We need to be wise, step off of the Kronos train, and get on the Kairos train. I wanna read to you what um, this parable that Jesus gives, this parable um, that he teaches about this very idea of kairos. Luke 12, 16 through 21 says this. It says, and he told them a parable saying, the land of a rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself saying, what shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down thy barns and build larger ones and there I will store all my grain and all my goods, all for me. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. He was living unwise about time. You fool, this very night your soul is required of you, and now who will own what you have prepared? So is the man who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. He lived like there was always more. He lived like there was always more Time, but the truth is, you guys, is that we are not promised how much time we have. You guys, time is irreplaceable. It can never be replenished and it can never be repealed. Is that the truth? Time is always disappearing. Think about all the valuable things that, that, that we have. Money, money can be lost and reacquired again, can't it? Power, power can be sought after again. Listen, you can fall in love again, but once time is gone, not even God gives it back. We don't have one story in the Bible of God turning back time and giving people it back. I'm having trouble with this. I'm sorry, guys. He says it again, Psalms 90, verse 10, he says this. As for the days of our life, they contain 70 years, someone needs to call Amazon and let them know. (laughs) Or if due to strength, 80 years, or if you're a woman, yet their pride is but labor and sorrow, for soon it is gone and we fly away. Listen, none of us are promised time. We need to be wise with it. Time needs to be one of our most cherished things. You know, you got to decide what this next year is going to be. You can live chronos. Time's just something we have. You know, I've learned that when you live in the chronos time, things just come, you live on accidents. But when you switch time zones and you start living for the moments that God has created, you start living on purpose. That's where I always want to live. People ask me, they say, Neil, how do you have so many stories? How do you have all of my, how do you have all of these stories about things that have happened? You wanna know the truth? The truth, I have stories because I live in the Kairos time and I wanna take those moments that, that God has for me, that God places in front of me. And I wanna walk in those. So how did you live in 2023? Did you live more Kronos or Kairos? Did you live more for the moments that God used you, prepared you and put in front of you? Or did you just, live for the, the minutes as they came by, you just, you just dealt with things as, as they showed up. Did you make the most of your time? Do you look back at 2023 with joy and happiness or do you look back with regret and, and think where did all of that time go? How am I already one year down this road? Was it Kronos or Kairos? Listen, our time is limited and we need to use it wise. So the question is for 2024, only you can make the choice of what time zone you're going to live in, Kairos or Kronos. But I will tell you, Kairos comes with an intense amount of joy. No one gets to save their time, so how will you spend it? Let's go to the next thing. You guys ready to get the second thing? The first thing was uh, look at time wisely, right? The second part, we're going back to that Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 17. It says this. It says, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, that, that idea of, of, of taking time wisely. And then verse 16, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Now, NIV, I like it a little more. It says, making the most of every opportunity, which is where we find the second thing. The second thing, the second idea that, that helps us live inside of Kairos is that we need to make the most of every opportunity. See, time in Greek, time and opportunity, they're synonyms. They're, they're two words that are used interchangeably because, listen to this, time is opportunity, isn't it? You know, once, as long as we have time, we have opportunity. But any situation that there's no opportunity, it is because there is no time left. You guys know that, that opportunities have a shelf life, don't they? They only last for so long and then they are gone. When the time for that opportunity is gone, it is swept away, it is gone. No deed, no, uh, without time deeds, we can't accomplish them. No rewards can be earned. Time is vital for opportunity. The, the, there's that old saying, it's you, never, you can never step into the same river twice because the river is always changing. And our opportunities are always changing. What is here for us today may be gone for us tomorrow. The Lord says that Satan is a thief and a robber, doesn't he? He's a thief and a robber. You ever realize what he robs? One of his favorite things to rob us of is time. He is so happy when our calendars are full with stuff. He wants to rob time, why? Because if Satan can rob us of our time, he will rob us of our God-ordained opportunities. You guys know that? He will rob us of the things that, that God has painted in, uh, and, and, and directed us in life for those moments. I wanna read Ecclesiastes 9, verses four through six. Make the most of our opportunities. It says, for whoever is joined with all the living, there is hope. And I love this. Because as long as you're a Christian, there is always hope. No matter what situation you're in, as long as you're a Christian and there is time, you have hope. For whoever is joined with all the living, there is hope. Surely a live dog is better than a dead lion. And I would say it depends on the dog, right? I mean, some of us have horrible dogs. (laughs) Okay, for the living know they will die, but the dead do not know anything, nor have they any longer a reward, for their memory is gone. They don't have reward and they don't have opportunity because their time is gone. Indeed, their love, their hate, and their zeal have already perished, and they no longer have a share in all that is done under the sun. Time is opportunity. And those opportunities have a shelf life because when the time for those to be done is gone, the opportunity itself is gone. Think about it like this. With God, there is no mistake that cannot be redeemed. Is that true? And with God, there is no problem that can be uh, over, I mean, yeah, there's no problem that cannot be overcome with God. But even with God, one thing can still defeat us. When there is no time, there is no opportunity. You understand that? God gives us opportunity, and if we don't take it, we will let him slip through our hands. It is so important, yet still, many of us waste time, don't we? Let's be real, we procrastinate it. We push it aside. We put it off. Whatever those things are that we put off, we, we say, I'll do it later. I'll reconcile that relationship later. I'll get right with the Lord later. I will fill in the blank later. I still have Christmas tree up at our house because I'll do it later. <laughs> don't wait till later. We don't know what later will bring. You understand what I'm saying? listen, Don't wait until that divorce is final to fix your marriage. Don't wait till they remarry. You will no longer have any time. Your time will be gone. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Listen, loved ones die. Don't wait to reconcile your relationships with them. Don't wait to talk with them about their souls because at some point, none of us know they will be before the throne of heaven and there will have no opportunity because they will have no more time. You may be sitting in here and you are unsaved. You've never given your life to the Lord. Listen to me right now. This is so important for you. You have opportunity now, but when you go up to be at the judgment seat of heaven, God's grace will not cover you. Your time will be done. Our time is more than chronos minutes. It is kairos moments filled with opportunity to obey God and follow him. Listen to me, you're, look it, if you're in here and you're, you have not given your life to the Lord, I want you to know right now, your life is, is so much more than meaningless minutes. It is moments where God is gonna move over you and sh- move over you and, and with you and show you things and give to you, that's what he wants to do. It's the Christian life lived in Kairos as a series of divinely ordained windows of opportunity. But it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's everything, it's all through life. Look, I've already shared that time. I, I think it might've even been two months ago. I think of him often that time, one of the biggest regrets of my life when I was in college and God wanted me to, uh, to talk to this guy, his name was Evan, about the Lord, I've shared this. And I went the entire year saying, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it later until my time was gone, my opportunity was gone. And I don't know what happened to him. Don't let your opportunities leave. We, we do this. I remember I was at the Del Mar Fair. This is before I was married. I was there with my girlfriend, and I think with her parents. And I, I went to go to the bathroom, and I remember I'm walking to the bathroom, and the Lord, I'm not a pastor at this moment. I'm just a dude that is going through his fire science courses trying to be a fireman. Now, I put out different fires, but... I'm walking to the bathroom, and on this building right here, on the corner, there's a guy, and I just felt the Lord draw me to go talk to him. I don't know what I was going to do, but, but how many of you guys are like, ah, that probably wasn't the Lord? You guys ever do that? Ah, that's probably fine. And I make a deal with the Lord. Lord, how many of you guys make a deal like this? I, I'm going to go to the bathroom, and if I come out of the bathroom, and he's still there, then I'll know it. You guys ever make deals? And I made this deal with the Lord. I remember it, and I walk into the bathroom, and I'm feeling, like, ashamed of myself. So I, I, I come out, I do stuff in the bathroom, I come out and he's gone. And so is my opportunity. Do you guys see that? We do this all the time. Hey, parents in here, you are neck deep in opportunity right now. You are neck deep in this, this time. You only get so much time with your kids to influence them. You get a good like 12 years and then, and then it gets rougher, right? Listen, you got these 12 years. And I will tell you this, I meet with parents all the time of older kids that wish so bad that they could turn back the clock and they would go back to the times and they would put their cell phones down and they would engage in the kids in the ways that they didn't. Before. They wish so bad they could turn back the clock. They see what their kids are doing now and they realize I, I had this chance to mold them, to raise them, to love God. And I didn't take it when I had it, and now my time is gone. Do not listen, parents, you are you are knee, neck deep in this opportunity. Do not waste it because it will be gone. Colossians 4, 5 says this, it says, conduct yourselves with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Galatians six ten says this, so then while we have opportunity, listen, time is opportunity. As we waste time, we waste opportunity. You wanna live in Kairos? Then you need to realize that. Let us do good to all people and especially those the household of faith. There are 8,760 hours in our next year. How are you going to use it? Is it gonna fall on the chrono side or is it gonna fall on the kairos side? All right, we're gonna look at our third point, our third one. So the first one was we gotta be wise with time. Our second one is we need to make the most of every opportunity. These are for us to live in kairos. Time zones. The third one, we go back to that Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 17. It says, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. We read that. Making the most of your time or opportunity because the days are evil. And then lastly, it says this. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Our third thing to live in Kairos time zone is to live out the will of the Lord. You know, in counseling, I've learned that for the most part, if people are being truthful with me and with themselves, they always know what the will of the Lord is for their life. Do you guys know that? Anytime like I it's they just don't want to do it. Right? They know what the will of the Lord is, they just don't want to do that. They wish they would, but they don't, right? That's our big problem. You know, if I were if you were to ask yourself what is the will of the Lord for my life right now, I think you already know what he wants you to do. It's true. You know what he doesn't want you to do? His will is not that that we flood our mind with so much anxiety and worry about this next year that we have no mental space for anything spiritual to reside in there. That's not his will, right? Yet look at our anxiety in, in our nation and our worry and our fear. Where do we feed ourselves from news places? You all know His will is not that we cram our calendar this next year so full of things, just things, that we have no time for the eternal things. I think a lot of people don't live out the will of, their, of God in their lives because they don't know where to fit it in between work and soccer and vacation and I mean, you could just fill it in, any of these things, play and hobbies, and there's just no time. I remember my mom uh, told my wife something I thought was, was, was brilliant. She was so frustrated at her schedule. You guys ever been frustrated at your schedule? Just like, gosh, there's just, how is it so packed? And she's frustrated because it's just meaningless stuff. There was just one thing after another that every day she she had to go do all these things. And finally, she got so frustrated that she wrote all of the things that she has to do in that week down. And then she took out a marker. She circled the ones that had eternal value. She circled the ones that had, had the kingdom of God, that had legacy written into it. And she said, these are the ones that I'm not gonna fail at. Everything else I can fail. If I don't get to the dry cleaners today, then Mark goes up on stage looking like a hobo and I don't care, right? (laughs) He looked at the things that were important. Here's what she did she took her time, she took control of it, and she pointed it at God. She lived on purpose. Listen, two great enemies of time are regret for the things of the past and anxiety about what the future holds. We get stuck there. We live in the past or in the future and we forget to live in the present. Let's get the the worship team to come up. We forget to live in what's going on right now, the will of God for us right now. We have worry about the 2024 election and what that's gonna bring. We have, we have anxiety about our past. And, it's, and Satan is stealing the will of God for you right now. I wanna tell you a story about this lady. This lady, she had graduated high school. She was going into college. She realized really fast that she hated college. It was hard, she wasn't good at school, but she knew something. She knew that if I just grit my teeth and I just stick this out in four years, I'll get married, I'll have children, and I'll be able to relax. I just gotta get through this. I can't wait till then, she says. So she did, she grinded it out. She pushed hard through it. She finally graduated college. She got married, she had babies, and then she realized how difficult kids are, right? It's like raising a terrorist camp at your house. And, and, and she's like, oh, okay, okay. I just got to raise up these kids. And once they, get, once they get into high school, then I'll be able to relax. Yeah, I know, right? So she did. She just gritted her teeth. She got through it all. She raised up the kids. They were, they were then in high school. And she was about ready to just kick up her feet. And her husband says, listen, we got to put these kids through college. We need you to go get a job. Times are tough. We need you to, to get more. So she did. She got a job and she just thought, listen, I just got to get these kids through college. Then I can relax. She was looking for that next thing. She was always looking for sometime in the future. The enemy was stealing her time. So she did. She worked all those years. The kids finally graduated college. She goes to her boss and she says, okay, I'm going to quit today. And the boss says, okay, but. You know, if you just put in six more years, you'll get a pension for the rest of your life. She's like, dang it, you're right. And she did. She put in six more years, finally, she gets her pension. Her and her husband retire at the same time. They buy a house, littleer house, where they're gonna spend the rest of their life in, and they spend most of their time on the porch looking, looking through photo albums, reminiscing on the good times. Don't let the enemy steal from you what's in front of you right now. You understand that? Don't let him take what what God wants to give you right now, the opportune times that all of us have that start right now. You wanna know what the most important time that we have in life? It is right now. We can't change the past, but we can live in the present. Let's stand up right now.